Business is hard, but it doesn't have to be lonely. My name is Mickey Ald, and I'm a small town girl who dropped out of school, secured a hairdressing trade, and built a wildly successful brand from the ground up. It all happened off the back of one of the hardest periods of my life. I was down and out, had only a few hundred dollars to my name, and no idea of what I was doing. The main edit is going to be your go-to for all things business, scaling brands, and CEO mindset. Plus, I'll share the ins and outs of how I built a life and a brand that I love. If you want a little bit of extra guidance, head over to themainedit.com.au and you can grab every single template and policy that I've ever created for my hair salon. You can even join our annual membership, which includes a bunch of business and hair education, which will streamline and transform your dream business in no time. Welcome to The Main Edit. In this episode, I am going to be talking to the one and only Amelia Jane. Amelia is the owner of Millie the Space. She is the queen of blondes and she is dominating the world of hairdressing. Amelia has such an interesting story. She literally left the industry for six years, came back and took the hairdressing world by storm. I can't wait for you guys to listen to this interview. Not only is Amelia a powerhouse and I absolutely adore her. I love every time we get to catch up, but she has a really interesting take on running a business and I love unpacking her story and how she got to where she is today. I remember when I met Amelia quite a few years ago now, and I remember thinking to myself, that girl is going to be somebody one day very soon. So I can't wait to get into it. I hope you guys enjoy. And this is the beautiful Amelia. Hello. Hi. How are you doing? Thank you so much for doing this for me. Oh my God. Thank you for doing it for me. It's honestly, this this is a beautiful collaborative um, experience. Yeah. It's so good to see you. Thank you. (laughs) Um, I always love seeing you and I, I love watching your journey and I'm so inspired by it. Thank so you. when you said yes to doing this this morning, I, yeah, just am so grateful. Thank you. So thank I, you. I feel the same, my love. <laughs> <laughs> it's mutual. That's good. Yeah. Our love is mutual. Um, so I feel like everyone who's listening would know who you are and we're going to get into your story in a little bit, but something I like to do with all my guests is just ask them as like a salon owner and a boss. How do you like to spend your mornings? What did you do this morning? How do you set yourself up for your day? So I love to rise early. My biggest thing is kind of starting the day active. Um, That kind of promotes like good energy and gives me energy. So I always go for a walk or a run along the beach with my little doggy, Storm. Um, And that just sets a really good tone for the day. I don't take my phone. I don't listen to music. I just have like open mind space. Um, so it's a good time to kind of like think about the day forward and like kind of take a bit of a mental checklist of like things I need to do and like yeah. it's just a good time to think and then I I like to spend about 30 minutes kind of catching up on admin which is just like good for the soul ticking things off and yeah. like making sure you're on top of it and then a little bit of social media and then I'm pretty amped to get into the salon. Beautiful. Yeah. Do you feel like sometimes in those moments you get some of your best ideas? Fully, yeah. 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 And then sometimes I'm like, fuck, I wish I had my phone so I could like write them in I know. And then I get home and I'm like, write that down. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. I think it's so important to have that time where you are disconnected. Mm. Yeah. Totally. No one can contact you. No one can like 
you don't get email notifications it's just like it's just very like free feeling yeah <laughs> which is cool absolutely and yeah. you don't feel like that a whole lot when you are totally. a business owner so <laughs> totally. it's nice to take that time for you um okay cool so we're in your beautiful space here in palm beach millie the space it is divine um and i know a little bit about about your background and how you have come to be here but I just wanted to ask you a, a little bit more about that and if you can unpack it a bit more for us. So where exactly did you grow up and what was life like for you when you were a kid? Were you always creative? How did you actually get into hairdressing? I think I heard you say your mum encouraged <laughs> you to get into yeah. it. But what was life like back then? So I grew up um, on a dairy farm just outside of town um, in Final North Queensland. And it was a very beautiful, like, childhood. We just spent a lot of time kind of playing on, like, the farm. And um, it was a very slow pace. But I always, I guess, kind of where my creativity came from was I always drew, painted. So I'd spend most of my, like, free time drawing and painting. And I guess in school that was my kind of biggest interest. I wasn't very academic at all yeah <laughs> so that's I guess where me and my mum had this mutual agreement where okay if I just went to school showed up didn't did my best um but yeah my sole purpose was to go to school and get A's in art yeah <laughs> and then in that time I'd started a um school-based apprenticeship mm-hmm. in hairdressing so I guess that's where my career kind of stemmed from and then I guess it was reassurance to myself and my mum that when I finished school, I had direction. Yeah. Because there's no way I was going to uni or, you know, yeah. studying. So, yeah. And then I finished school and then went straight into hairdressing, my um, second year apprenticeship, I think. Yeah. How yeah. was your apprenticeship? It was what good. What are your memories of that? <laughs> it was good. It was good. I, um, I think I spent, after I finished school, I spent one year in that town um, in my apprenticeship and I did all of my training abroad in Brisbane so then I pretty much fell in love with like the city life and I was like I gotta go there so I moved to Brisbane finished my apprenticeship there and then I think I spent maybe three years working in Brisbane and then that's when my career came to a bit of a halt Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah it was amazing what do you recall because I did my apprenticeship in in Brisbane as well but what are your memories of like the type of work that was coming through was it very different to what you're doing now what was your like client group do you recall any of that yeah like, how I felt being in that environment it's so different I guess like that's like almost 12 yeah. 12 13 years ago so yeah. ages so creative cutting like I didn't color back then I just cut so creative color um cutting was huge like short sharp edgy bobs like panels like yeah. shape size you yeah. know so yeah thinking back it was a whole different like world of hairdressing that I was exposed to and mm. coloring was very very traditional very classic not very bespoke um but yeah incredibly different yeah yeah definitely uh so after you worked in Brisbane for a few years you decided to go overseas is that correct yeah I um mm. I pretty much qualified worked a little bit longer and then I don't know I think I just fell out of love with probably more so the industry and I just kind of thought I'm gonna go I'm just gonna go overseas I went um, on one trip to Thailand and then 
that kind of inspired me to, I guess, be this like globetrotter backpacker. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I just kind of kept going. Like, I'd work um, for my parents in their pub, you know, like washing dishes, serving beers, housekeeping, and then I'd save enough money and then I'd go again. So I'd every time I ran out of money, I'd I'd go back home mm-hmm. for a couple of months, do my stint, and then go. Yeah. <laughs> so I just did that for six years. Incredible. Um, did you ever in those moments think of taking your career in a completely different, like down a completely different road? Did you ever, were you ever contemplating doing something else outside of hair? Yeah, I don't know. It was like, I guess thinking back, I never really had a plan. I kind of was just a little bit lost and going with the flow, just being like, okay, I'm just going to keep traveling until I feel like I've come to a point in my life where... I'm ready to kind of think about my future and what I want to do and yeah yeah so not really like I didn't really have any um desire to do hair or like you just wanted yeah. the time and space to yeah explore. which yeah. I'm very grateful I did that because yeah it allowed enough space to sort of I guess grow that interest back again definitely uh how do you feel so you were solo traveling or were yeah. you combo or whatever yeah so a lot of solo traveling and then meeting up with friends here and there but yeah how do you feel that experience just being alone in a foreign country as a woman how do you think that has maybe contributed to you being a boss and like having that mindset and that strength yeah it has totally um I learned so much about resilience and courage and strength in those years traveling solo especially through South and Central America, um, you know, I was in such crazy situations. One time I took a bus from Nicaragua all the way to Mexico and it was, I think like a four day bus ride. So you're stopping along the way and like pretty much sleeping on the bus the whole way. And, um, I, this is probably like one of the, I guess, um, lowest points in my life yeah (laughs) (laughs) I um my bank card for some reason was frozen and I couldn't access money for like four days oh my gosh it was fucked uh, excuse my French but (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) so so this route was pretty loose like going through um El Salvador and you know crossing borders and every time I'd get to a new country and would stop I'd try to get money and this card was just completely frozen and I had no Wi-Fi to kind of sort it out and I couldn't really call the Australian Mm. banks Um, but there was this girl who I think she was from Sydney and she was on the same route as me and we kind of got talking and she was like are you like hungry like I noticed you haven't like got any like food oh my god (laughs) I was like yes my damn card like <laughs> I can't get any cash out and it just like and it just wasn't literally like oh and I was like okay well I'm gonna like starve I'll get to Mexico and then I'll sort out my card yeah and anyway I was like we we're talking and she's like I can just lend you money and I was like you know like that would be so amazing so she did she got some cash out and then I ended up transferring her and she was with Commonwealth Bank the same as mine so that was yeah Amazing. One of the moments of my life where I was like, wow. <laughs> wow, I love so that that's, though. You know, like in times like that, you, you really learn that that resilience and 100%. survival mechanism. Yeah, and to problem solve. Problem solve. Like 
think on your feet and just, yeah. you know, especially when you're faced with like, it's like, I might actually starve to death. Literally, like, what am I going to do? Like, I was completely alone and this, there was only, it wasn't a very popular route, but the fact that this girl was on the same bus route as me was just like a miracle. Yes. Wild. Incredible. <laughs> Incredible. I mean, life is all about having experiences and just like growing through mm. those experiences. Yeah. Fully. So cool. So when did you know that you were ready to come home um, and how did you get back into hairdressing after your travels? So um, I met my now husband, Tyler, in Canada. We went on and did a few more years traveling together and working abroad. Um, And then I guess we sort of reached a point where we were tired. We were ready to, to kind of move back to Australia together and we just... We just chose the Gold Coast on a whim because, you know, we figured it's an opportunistic place. There's waves, there's beach. Yeah. It's a nice lifestyle. Um, so we moved here. He got a job plumbing straight away. And I was so... Like, it had been six years since I'd done any kind of hairdressing. Mm-hmm. So I was very, very hesitant to go back to that. So I thought, I'll just do hospitality work. I'll, I don't know, do anything to kind of like... Till I figured it out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got a job at a surf club. So I worked there for three weeks, and that was another point where I was like, "Okay, like I'm 28, and yeah. I need to like sort myself out." Um, so then I was on Seek, and I came across a um, salon receptionist position at a salon. So I went in there, handed my resume in, and they were like, "Oh, unfortunately, the position has been filled." And I was like, "That's cool." Um, and then they'd seen that I was a hairdresser. So they were like, well, you know, we're hiring for senior hairdressers. If you'd like, we can interview for that. And I just nearly like, yeah, fr- I freaked out because I wasn't prepared to do hairdressing. Mm-hmm. It'd been so long. Anyway, I got chatting to the manager and he was like, you know, I understand your position, but trust me, it'll be easy to get back into it. We'll support you. We'll guide you. We'll you know, we'll, we'll give you extra time, mm-hmm. uh, which was incredible. Like, that was a really special moment for me, for someone to, I guess, trust that, yeah, I was worth it to kind of put that extra time in. And, yeah, so I started working there and kind of... It was... All, it did take a little while, actually, like, because I hadn't really coloured before. I had to um, kind of relearn that. And yeah. <laughs> my trial was... A regrowth tint and I was like holy like how do you do this again yeah. <laughs> I literally I think it was like a 4-0 I put on the roots and a gloss on the ends and it spun me out but anyway I got the job and that was cool so <laughs> I worked um in two different salons on the Gold Coast I think over about six months six to eight months can I just um how long ago was this this was um what year are we 23 2023 <laughs> <laughs> so this was 2019 yeah amazing (laughs) um yeah and then that kind of led me to the next part of my career which was freelancing yeah incredible (laughs) so when you decided to go to freelancing like what I guess how did you come to that decision and how did you go about that because that must have been scary if you'd only been in the salon yeah again for a little while Thinking back, I'm like, you idiot. Like, you had no, I had no idea. Did not uh, risk assess. No. <laughs> a 
it's okay. Sorry, it was like we we were again at a crossroads in our life where we'd been offered a um, a job in the Northern Territory in an isolated town to work and save money, and we were going to either do that or a position um, came available to freelance from a space in Burley. Um, so me and my me and Tyler were like. Oh, well, let's just give that a crack because yeah, long we're term, here. we're probably not going to stay out in this small town. Yes. So we we may as well just do the hard yards and just give it a go. So at that point, I was so not prepared. I wasn't financially prepared. Um, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. I mm-hmm. never worked for myself solely. Um, I had no client base, really. But yeah, I guess I had my partner to kind of back me in kept me kind of sane and just was like be patient it'll happen it'll mm-hmm. happen um but yeah so I got started with that and I guess it took about six months until I was fully booked with a client base but it was a lot of like uncertain times a lot of gappy days a lot of days where I had no clients which was so scary and I'm a pretty impatient person so that was hard pill to kind of swallow some days where I just see like no bookings you yeah know? but I I'm also opportunistic, so I would fill my days with um, doing free work, creating content, yes. you know, just doing free colors. To That's like such a good build. segue, actually, because yeah. <laughs> so good. Yeah, to build um, any kind of momentum and really pump my social media and kind of just network. Yeah. And then, yeah, it took about six months, and then it was kind of like consistent from then. Yeah. So the when you put yourself out there and you did more free work and like collaborative work do you think that's what kind of set you up with your own personal brand like do you think you formed really good connections then or had the space I guess to like explore and like probably more the space to explore my my skills yeah and kind of like refine the the work and the color that I liked enjoy like enjoyed doing yeah um yeah so it was only I guess the last like year or two where my social media started to to grow um and with that come came like a lot of consistency but yeah I think touching on that the biggest thing is kind of finding your own brand and really like working with that yeah absolutely so when after freelancing when you went off and you had your own space and I know that you had a little home hair salon which was the coolest I remember seeing photos yeah of it and I loved it um was that a goal that you had had for some time like did you want a space once you got back into hairdressing was a space something that was a goal for you to be honest I never actually I never wanted a salon I never wanted the responsibility of a salon um so me moving into my like home salon to work from home was kind of my my thought process behind it was okay cool like I'm 30 now like maybe I'm going to settle down and just cruise have some babies and just kind of yeah live a slower life yeah but it did not happen it's like plot twist (laughs) yeah literally (laughs) so that's when I I guess I really sort of fell in love with Uh um coloring hair and that's when the the interest came from other hairdressers wanting to learn how I did things and you know like yeah it really sort of started happening there and then I kind of really craved that team culture 
that like community vibe, I guess, of having a salon and working in a salon space. Um, and then I also wanted a space that I could invite other hairdressers into to do education classes from. So yeah, I spent about eight, I think just under a year working from home before I started looking for bigger spaces. And then I found one in the Burley. Mm -hmm. um, that's like a whole nother story. Yeah. <laughs> we can talk about it if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, but, that would have been major because I mean, I remember seeing you on the tools and like sanding floors. Yeah. And it was hectic. <laughs> it was hectic. Yeah. So cool. That place was massive. Yeah. It was um, incredible. Yeah. So yeah, that was transferring out of like my like little space in my home into that space was huge, you mm -hmm. know? And even then I wasn't really like prepared to kind of, I didn't really know what I was doing. Yeah. I didn't really have the next kind of like, you know, foreseeable future in my like mind. So yeah. I was kind of just taking day by day. Um, but yeah, then that really kind of started gaining a lot of momentum and the team started to grow. And unfortunately we were in an area which had like minimal parking. Um, so when we opened in Feb 2021, yeah, I'm asking you like, I'm not trying to remember. You're like, wait, what? <laughs> I didn't know you were like, oh, I'm one, Back babe. out of your business. Yeah. I'm going on my palm. Yeah. Um, yes, that was yeah. Feb 2021. Yeah. And then by, I think September, the same year we had like 10 people working out of there. So yeah, it kind of really exceeded my expectations and also like our area was getting um, impacted with like parking issues and then that's where all the council issues came from and unfortunately we had to move out of that space. Um, so quickly found this space. How Can I just go back there for a sec? How did you work <laughs> through the emotions of that? Like oh, I can imagine that would have just been so hard for you. Honestly, like I had days where I just cried and cried. Yeah. Um, it was, you know, we spent like literally every cent we had. We both, me and my partner, drew like twenty grand each out of our super. Yeah. Like in the time when yeah, you, you could do it. it yeah, so many did. So um, yeah, you know, we really like put our heart and soul into that space, and it was beautiful. It was amazing, and then to have only such a short time there was pretty gutting because we we had to walk away from all that hard work, all that mm -hmm. you know the money we invested into it but yeah I just had to really kind of like let that go yeah um it was tough like yeah I'd come to work some days and it would just be in the back of my mind and I honestly felt like a failure yeah even though I hadn't kind of like technically failed as such but yeah it was just a shitty situation yeah again a very um resilient strength building mm. kind of like thing that happens um but now I think looking back and reflecting it was a blessing and I'm grateful for that experience because again it sets you up for you know the next thing yeah sometimes I think too if you don't go through those extreme hardships you're not going to have the resilience to get to the, to the point that point. you need to be Fully. or want to be yeah so like for what you're doing now and for what I imagine you're going to do in another 10 years is just going to be you know major and so to be your in a space where you're able to deal with that, like the stress of that and 
the the problem solving that's involved with that yeah and having a team and all you need to build the resilience through these like really shitty totally. situations yeah um yeah and yeah there was times where i was like oh i was just so almost embarrassed yeah and like we we uh, we closed that space up we moved everyone into the palm beach location and it was just a very like you know my staff all knew i was like struggling um and it was just a very taboo kind of thing like obviously a lot of clients were like so what, what's happening with like, mm. the space and you know it was just like oh you know we're just we're just here now like yeah, yeah. it's all good <laughs> yeah yeah you don't need to know it's really skirt, skirting <laughs> around it yes um but yeah there's been enough time passed and i'm i kind of just think oh wow that was you know that was a time what time a whirlwind yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah extremely extremely stressful situation yeah Oh, you handled it well. And I love how transparent you are about things. I think it's important that people share the hardships of running a business because I think you can look at things from the outside and think, oh, they're so lucky. How do they have everything? The reality of it, it takes balls and (laughs) a lot of of wine, a lot of crying. And just like a lot of, you know, like you put yourself out there and you put everything on the line. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. it's, It's nuts. Yeah, you absolutely do. So leaning more into that topic, you are doing so much. Um, You're, you know, you've got a a big team here. You're doing education. You're going to be traveling the world. How do you juggle everything? Do you outsource certain things? And do you have particular self-care rituals that you like stick to? You know, I know that you have your morning walk, but like, how do you do it mentally? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) some days are easier than others I know I guess like I don't know I've got a pretty fiery drive within me and I'm kind of just like go 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 and yeah I guess I don't know so with your fiery drive just that ability to kind of stand up and go for it again where do do you think that came from like your small town upbringing and like wanting something different for yourself or like if you're kind of innately that way inclined where do you think yeah I guess so. that's great to have that that's what you got to do you just got to keep going for it you know Fully. that's and what I you've think, done I think I'm in too deep now because like <laughs> <laughs> I've got to keep going yeah yeah <laughs> but it's it's fun and I do I thoroughly enjoy it and just kind of seeing what happened like how the business is evolving and growing it's like really cool because i i actually don't know the next steps i'm just kind of going with it and giving it my all um yeah so we'll see where we are in the next few years but i guess i've learned a lot also about balancing and outsourcing um this year i've been really like conscious to not overwork myself um so what I've done is I'm working three days on the floor with clients, which allows me a lot more space to like prepare my education classes. And you know, like that's a whole another full-time role in itself, um, as opposed to being like a team leader and running a business. Um, but I've also had a, an amazing person join our team, Alana, who has been our front of house and operations manager, which has just taken a huge load off me um team wise like appointment wise and then it's allowed me to kind of like spend more time focusing on the business and less time in the business yeah 
in saying that I still like absolutely love doing hair and I'll never give that part of my job up but I think downscaling that has been so important for me to keep growing and keep elevating the business as well yeah yeah 100% I think you need that time out of the business in order to scale it like totally. because you're the visionary you're the person yeah. that dreams things up and makes it happen the bus, yeah. yeah you need yeah. to make time for that um what have been some of the hardest lessons for you in business like have you obviously I guess needing to pivot and create a whole new space but what have been some of the most valuable lessons for you in your journey so far I guess like I mean anyone can open a business and anyone can kind of fit out a salon space and create a space but I guess like the most valuable um, thing I've learned is community and just building that kind of community within the team and kind of like I guess you know once I realized that me and my team we're on the same path we're on the same journey like it's not me and them it's it's us together so I think like finding that kind of um, sense of community and sort of sticking with to those core values has just I don't know I feel so much more aligned and yeah when I know that we're on the same path and they know that they're with me on the same path and it's not me and them and you know yeah, definitely yeah yeah so good and do you have some like we'll wrap up soon so I was just wanted to know like what are some things that you'd like to see change in the industry like what way do you think the industry's headed like for better and what do you want to see more of yeah I guess I don't know I feel like the industry has um taken much more of a community kind of approach in the last couple of years like um there's less of that competition over community sort of vibe Mm -hmm. which is really amazing so I'd love to see that sort of people binding together and working together more as opposed to working against each other Um, I just think that's just not it anymore and um that sense of like building people up you know like putting the time back into the industry and growing more hairdressers I think if if everyone did that then we'd all have a lot more staff to choose from and Mm -hmm. you know 100 percent yeah so growing more like amazing hairdressers I think it would just solve everyone's problems yeah staffing issues yes (laughs) I think so too putting the time in for people yeah yeah everyone kind of needs to move like there's a whole movement like a whole shift that's happened recently I know for us when we were coming up in our careers and as apprentices like I would just be worked to the bone or like you know you you wouldn't get super from some places or you know just things like and then people not investing in your training as well like holding you back back. like if we as an industry if we can all make an effort to change our behaviors in that way then you will elevate we will elevate the industry because there's a reason that we're having yeah as you say staffing staffing issues and people just not wanting to get into it because of how it's been for so long totally. so and that whole stigma around like oh you'll be on the you know you won't be on the floor until your third or fourth year like yeah. who wants to sweep and fucking rinse heads I know. for like the first two years of their apprenticeship yeah you know? absolutely just get people into it and support them and yeah, yeah support Definitely. them early so they don't want to continue yeah. yeah how many apprentices do you have in this space and what does your training look like for them we have one um we are opening a position in the next couple of weeks for another one but for me i've only ever onboarded one apprentice at the 
at a time Mm -hmm. just because I haven't really had the capacity to do multiple. Mm. (laughs) Um, It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Yeah. Um, And it's an investment, but yeah. Um, So generally we will do like weekly training. Um, It's in a a salon situation where I'm working next to them, overseeing, directing them. Um, It's all in salon hours. We don't have any like out of hour training amazing love that so it's really cool and it's um we what we do is we offer it as a discounted service so we're still covering ourselves as well and then we create content from that training situation as well and then that helps kind of build their social media profile as well yeah and then nine times out of ten these model services uh, training situations turn into clients as well yeah which is really cool love that yeah because they can start to then drive their own career and uh their own training and turn them into yeah clients for themselves exactly so motivating yeah so i think just like really getting um them hands-on as like really really involved yeah is so important to keep them yeah yeah i agree excited as well yeah yeah absolutely um amazing so what is next for you? I know that you're about to travel everywhere doing education. Um, yeah, what, what's next and where is Millie the Space going? And yeah, any um, last thoughts? I guess what's coming up next is I'm heading to Spain in a couple of weeks and then on to... Divine. Um, yeah. I love Spain that was a bit so of, much. I know, that was a bit of a last minute class. I'm doing a workshop in Madrid and then on oh, to yeah. London, Manchester... Um, so that'll be really cool. I haven't really, New Zealand was my first international class and that was really fun, but yeah, going a little bit more abroad this time and that will be really cool. So yeah, just trying to take, um, Millie's based education a little bit further, grow that platform and grow, grow my team. And yeah, honestly, I've got my schedule booked up until June and then from that point, we'll see reassess yeah i love that that's a solid boundary though yeah, it's like totally. i'm gonna go so far and then i stop, stop and then and then it allows room for opportunities yeah. whereas if i booked my whole year in advance then if anything kind of cool popped up i wouldn't be you know i'd be already tied down to other commitments absolutely yeah i love that mm, so it's good and i don't feel so like tied down yeah <laughs> yeah definitely because you also don't know how you're going to feel once you've totally. done all of that yeah which is what I did last year. Um, I kind of like, I booked, my whole year was booked out with education. And I was just by the end of it, so strung out and just mm-hmm. so burnt out. So, yeah. Yeah. I, bet. I learned that lesson. Amazing. We learn so many lessons yeah. all the time. <laughs> Thank you so much for chatting to me. It's been so lovely. It's been so great. Thank you. Yeah. How good. So inter- nice. Being interested in my story. Oh, so interested. <laughs> I love that story about the bus and it's just. Oh, you're one of many you know so good whenever when I have kids if I ever have kids I'm as as soon as they're like old enough to travel overseas I'm going to be like get out go go go. because you need to totally fend for yourself (laughs) don't call me you know um yeah life lessons (laughs) yeah lessons you need to build some resilience I think I don't know I like to think definitely (laughs) I like to think that might be like the country girl in us yeah, like that's totally. a bit, you know that just kind of gets into it and gets on with it yeah um yeah yeah totally so important but so thank yeah. you thank you
If you want to find Amelia online, how do people reach out to you or find your education workshops? Um, so my platforms are Amelia Jane Hare, Millie the Space, and Millie the Space Education. And from there, you'll find how to book and our con- email contact info and everything. So yeah, cool. <laughs> Alrighty, I'll talk to you later. Thanks, Thank guys. you so much for having me. <laughs> Bye. Bye.